The Sports Hub On Demand content is brought to you by Miller Lite. Tip off every Celtics game all season long with a great-tasting ice-cold Miller Lite, the original light beer. Miller Lite, official partner of the 17-time world champion Boston Celtics. When it's game time, it's Miller time, Celtics fans. The Sports Hub On Demand content is brought to you by Miller Lite. Tip off every Celtics game all season long with a great-tasting ice-cold Miller Lite, the original light beer. Miller Lite, official partner of the 17-time world champion Boston Celtics. When it's game time, it's Miller time, Celtics fans. Let's welcome in right now uh, Greg Bedard. He is from the Boston Sports Journal. We're all reacting to the Patriots' uh, regular season loss to the Jets today. Uh, Greg, uh, what were you, what were your feelings when the clock struck zero? Watching Bill, did you did you have what what were your feelings? Just forget it as a reporter, just as a human. Uh, how did you feel watching him walk off the field today? Uh, you know, I, uh, I guess in tribute to Bill, I didn't have a whole lot of feelings. I mean, I just think the the whole day, um. You know, the weather, the lack of fans in the stands, uh, some of them uh, emptied out, you know, when uh, the Jets, you know, it became apparent that the Jets were going to win the game. Um, It was just, it couldn't have been more anticlimactic than it was. Uh, You know, I would have liked to have used. I think if, say, the weather was fine, it was a somewhat close to full stadium. I think we might have had like a thank you bill chant or something. you know, in the waning moments of the game that maybe would have gotten an acknowledgement from him. But, uh, you know, just watching him walk off the field and, you know, through the binoculars, watching him with Sala and then Rogers and then just, you know, going down the stairs. Um, I guess my feeling was um, if this is the way it's going to end, this is a shame that it had to end this way. Um, you know, but I guess I guess that's life. Yeah, I, I think we were a little. I think we were expecting more today. It was kind of Leroy yeah. and I's comments. Uh, did Did you see anything during the game? Um, you know, obviously there was the, the "Don't throw the snowballs on the score <laughs> scoreboard" uh, when the snow started to come down. But uh, were you? I guess we were just expecting maybe a little bit more because there is a lot of unknown there. But um, what, did you see anything today? Were there any chants in the stands? You know, thank you, Bill. Anything like that that you saw or heard? I didn't see anything, um, nothing. It was um, business as usual, both um, with the game operation staff as far as the the video board. Um, you know, not that I watched the video board the, in, the the entire game or anything like that, but I didn't see Bill on there at all. I did see before um, when the Jets were kicking off after their touchdown, they did linger on Matthew Slater um, for a very long time, but nothing for Bill. Hmm. Well, with that being said, I mean, tomorrow, Monday, supposedly a meeting is going to happen. Um, just in your opinion, because everyone's – you've had, you had half the people saying he's gone. Uh, the other half is saying, well, hold on, not so fast. Um, what's your opinion? What do you think is going to happen after tomorrow's meeting? Uh, I think that – I think that this could take a couple days. I think that they will have um, a normal – Sort of the normal discussion. I don't think the crafts are going to go in there and just be like, "Bill, it's time for us both to move on." I, I after so many years and what they've been through, I can't see that really happening. Um, I think that uh, they will have their sort of normal, you know, give and take. Um, you know, uh, what did you think about the season? How did it get this bad? Um, 
how far away do you think we are like that sort of thing and i think i think bill will have some answers um possible solutions that you know at least give the craft something to think about and i think out of respect they will say okay well um let's let's all take the night to sort of think about this let's reconvene the next day um i don't know whether the 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 meeting will happen on monday a lot of people think you know it will um sometimes these these things have a happen habit of getting pushed off but i think that uh i would be mildly surprised i wouldn't be shocked or anything if if anything definitive happens tomorrow um but that would surprise me i think this will be more of a revolving conversation about you know starting with the team the season where it is where the team is going what's bill's intentions does he want to coach does he want to have uh ultimate power still um you know would he does he still want to coach here would he like to go someplace else would he be interested in a trade i think it's going to be a complex discussion that goes over uh, uh at least a few days if not longer but then again, I could just be completely naive about that. Oh, sorry. Uh, how important you said about him staying here? Do you think how important is it to Bill uh, to stay here as the coach of the New England Patriots, or do you think he just wants to get the wins and go anywhere else? I think Leroy. I think a lot of it, um, you know, sort of depends on the attitude that Bill's getting from the crafts, like. You know, if they're respectful and and of the his accomplishments and things like that, um, you know, maybe he's, you know, he'd be okay with um, certainly staying here or being open to that. You know, if the crafts come in and they show something else, then I, I think this could get really adversarial. Where Bill's just like, well, fine, then mm. then fire me. I mean, my contract is what it is. Um, if you're not happy, uh, then go ahead and fire me. Uh, everybody that I talk to thinks the chances of a trade, unless Bill sits out a year and goes to like television or something, which, you know, could be on the table, uh, sort of like a recharge year. Uh, then I think that the chances of a trade are minimal. Um, Bill's not going to, you know, he's not going to hold on for that. Uh, that is a very long process. Um, especially considering the rules that are in place now with the NFL as far as hiring and who you have to interview and the timing of that um, and everything like it. It really can't start until the third week in January. So we're talking a couple weeks before the Patriots can even do the interviews uh, that they need and including, you know, other other teams. If they wanted to interview Bill, if he's under contract, they can't interview him, Bill, I think, until the third week in Jan- like January 21st or 22nd. And so, you know, now you're talking about all that process. So I I have a hard time seeing it being, you know, dragged on that long. All right, we're talking with Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. Greg, we do want to ask you about the uh, Belichick press conference. We'll do that uh, here on the other side. We'll pause real quick. Uh, This is the uh, Safety Insurance, 98 Found the Sports of Patriots Radio Network. In the snow here in Foxborough. And a 14-mile-per-hour win in the face of Bailey Zappi as he squats under center with a single back. Harris behind it. 
takes the snap of the play fake. Dropping back, oh. moving up, tossing one on Good the goal. Mind. It's got by Douglas, stutter step as he hey, shoots nope. and bakes in the open field. And he's dropped eventually. Got around Mosley, finished off by Quincy Williams, but not before he's got a first down catch and run for New England. You know, other than the big play by Wilson down the boundary, Jets haven't done much on offense. Defense has settled down. This could be the drive of the game here for you offensively if you can find a way to keep hitting these little ones here. Good job by Zappi in the pocket stepping up. All right, back here in the Shaws and Star Market Patriots postgame show. New England converted six first downs today. And with every first down, Credit Union Kids at Heart will help fund promising studies in the Moya Moya as well as clinical care tools for children affected. Learn more at cukidsatheart.org. Leroy Irvin's here. I'm Joe Murray, and we're joined by Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. Uh, Greg, um, obviously the post-game interview with Bill Belichick, he, he sounded sick, which I think we, we knew from his Zoom meeting yep. uh, on Friday, but um, just started off saying he was disappointed in the season as a whole. But I, I, was he sick or was he just disappointed or both? It, it was very melancholy, the uh, press conference. Well, he's definitely sick. He was sick last time he talked to us. I think for his Friday press conference was supposed to be in person, but then it was on Zoom, he said, basically to spare the media uh, his germs, and he sounded really rough that day. So he is um, sick. I do think this has obviously been a tough season uh, for him. Um, But, you know, I also think there's, um, you know, he's, he's a coach that's used to his team's performing at a certain level. And obviously this season was well below those standards and it's been a long season. Um, You know, there's been a lot of circumstances, both that self-inflicted also, you know, injuries and things like that, that you can't account for. But I think, um, I think he he was, you know, sad, maybe a little bit um, embarrassed by, you know, this team finishing four and 13, which is the, Worst Patriots season since Dick McPherson's final year in 1992, uh, when they went two and 14. He also uh, tied the all-time losses record both in the regular season and combined regular season and postseason um, today. So I think that uh, plus you know the elements. I'm sure it was a a very trying day for a 71 year old man to be out there. Um, in the elements under the weather and, and everything all involved. So I just think it was. It was just everything. Um, I did think, as far as his post game press conference, his comments, him and him acknowledging, um, sort of heading off questions about his future and saying about how you know him and Robert would meet like they normally do, and talk about the future. I found that um, I found that interesting that he, you know, hit the nail on the head. I, I guess, or you know, sort of hit it head on. I guess I shouldn't have been. Um, you know, maybe that was a way just to deflect. You know, all those questions. And then he, you know, went straight Bill, um, you know, when he was pressed on the future and things like that, he just said, you know, disappointed season, that sort of thing. But um, it did make, make me think my in my gut when I heard his opening comments about uh, about as far as the future meeting with with Robert. Um, my gut, I don't know, I just had a sort of an instinct of like, I don't know if he wants to be here. I wonder if he already has an exit plan. And, um, but that was just sort of my, I don't have any information on that. That was just sort of what I felt in the moment. Uh, I asked Leroy this earlier, so I'll ask you as well. I, I feel like this is going to end ugly. 
at some point, but do you think there's any yeah. way possible? You you just mentioned it. Maybe he knew about it, or, or or do you think at all this has been orchestrated? They've already kind of agreed that they're going to move on, um, and they're going to have that meeting like he said they always do. But is there any chance that this has already been orchestrated, or things will change in a meeting coming up on Monday or Tuesday? Not together in any way, but maybe separately. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe Bill. I mean, look, they don't work too far away from each other. Uh, there's a lot of people that sort of cross streams as far as the craft group and, and the Patriots, you know, a little bit. So I'm sure Bill has some sort of inclina- inclination on where this is all going. And I'm sure, you know, both of those guys have sort of, you know, made some sort of decisions in their mind. And now it's just about them talking and, you know, similar to Bill when he deals with the player. You know, we've said it, and I think we've even said it on here, that, you know, when Bill starts to imagine you gone as a player, then you're gone. It's just a matter of time. You know, does the same sort of thing hold when Bill says, you know, well, you know, if they're done with me, then I'm done with them. So, and and I do know there have been teams sort of, you know, at least exploring Bill Belichick as their next head coach. Has that been back-channeled to him and so forth? You know, wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't be the first time that he's done that. Um, he did it around 2018 when there was the whole, you know, Brady sort of discourse um, about, you know, which way things were going to go. Uh, so uh, I, I collectively, to answer your question, collectively, no, I don't think they've talked about it. I, I think, but both sides have obviously been thinking about it and uh, are sort of had their viewpoint on where they're going with this. Mm. Uh, speaking of the Crafts, some fans are worried that Kraft uh, won't have the balls to move on from Belichick. In your opinion, does Kraft struggle with separating the relationships he has with players, coaches, and whatnot from the business of football? Mm. Well, that's why he, not really, because that's why he hires Bill, mm. who's you know the coldest cat in football. <laughs> like you know, he it's that's why Kraft hired him, so he doesn't he doesn't mm. uh, have to deal with that. I mean, if it was up to with Robert, I'm sure. You know, he would have kept a lot of people, yes, including, you know, Tom Brady. Um, But, you know, as far as, you know, whether Kraft will have the fortitude to, you know, cut bait with Belichick, um, you know, Robert's a a businessman. But, you know, here's here's the other thing that you you have to wrestle with if you're Kraft in terms of what you're doing next. Um, Whatever happens, especially in the context of Tom Brady – leaves the Patriots, and he goes and wins another Super Bowl. If you move on from Bill and he gets a job right away and say he slides in on a team that that does really well, if the Patriots are not good uh, with whoever is the head coach, whatever the alignment is next season, and Bill goes some someplace else and does a good job, like Kraft is going to get crucified for it. You know, it would be the second time that he made the wrong choice. So I think Kraft understands that and you know really it's about like all right well what what puts us in the best position to win next year uh because i don't think Kraft can stomach another season like this and i don't think the fans can so to me that opens the door to bill returning with significant changes uh because look if you if you're gonna say promote gerard mayo who's never even called his own defense to you know run the football team and, and you're expecting like dramatic results I think that's a tall task. 
All right, he's Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. I'll have more with him uh, coming up in just a bit. We'll take a look at the sports of headlines as well. But first, let's pause 10 seconds for station ID here on the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports of Patriots Radio Network. Zappy with Elliott to his left, takes the snap, a handoff to Zeke, and then a handoff on the reverse to Rager. Runs near side, Rager across the near sideline and good. tackled just inside the Jets' boundary by Carter. But that's a pickup of 18 yards for Jalen Rager. It's a good call because you got 10 up. So you got man, single eye safety. Good call by Billy O to get this drive going. And Zappy just does enough to get in front of Sauce Gardner. And it's a good job pulling off it because you could have got a call for a block in the back. But Rager has a nice run there. All right, back here in the Shaws and Star Market Patriots postgame show, the player that delivered the freight, presented by Freight Plus, the fastest-growing private company in Massachusetts, providing fully customized Fortune 500 freight solutions to shippers throughout New England for over 35 years. Visit FreightPlus.io. That's FreightPlus.io. Leroy Irvin's here. I'm Joe Murray. We are joined by Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. Uh, Greg, just one more thing on Belichick I wanted to ask. Um, when the game ended, he had that mask on. Um, to be consistent, he did look like that all game long. We really couldn't see his eyes, but uh, he did embrace with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if I saw him with Sala by any means, but um, just thought that was interesting there. But it looked like he sought out Aaron Rodgers. Um, did, did you notice that? Did you have your eyes on Belichick? I already kind of asked you how you felt about it, but that that whole hood situation, the hoodie, he literally was the hoodie. Uh, after this game today, but embraced with Aaron Rodgers there. And just, I don't know, he went out of his way to kind of make a point to say something to Rodgers. Just wanted to get your thoughts on that one. Yeah, and they they talked pregame um, as well, sort of near midfield. So, uh, you know, I, I watched Bill after the game, and uh, he and Sala had, you know, an embrace, you know, better than the dead fish handshake that he normally gives uh, an AFC East coach that gets the better of him. And then he sort of like, you know, turned around and was like looking and then he, he found Rogers and embraced him and then just sort of, you know, walked off the field and down the stairs. No, you know, uh, no, no wave or anything like that. Uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a, a, a unique and Belichickian way uh, to end it. If that was it. <laughs> um, Matthew Slater, there's a lot of pictures and stuff starting to show up online of players embracing him in the locker room. Uh, obviously, the team wore hoodies in honor of him. Is it safe to say that Slater's career is over? And if so, uh, what did his leadership mean to the guys in the locker room? I mean, I think so. But I but I joked to him uh, in the locker room when I shook his hand and, and uh, said, you know, I, I know we did this last year. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if we have to do it again, that's 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 fine <laughs> with me. Um, you know, but uh, I mean, his leadership was just, you know, outstanding um people you know in general and not even athletes but people just in general do not come better than matthew slater i mean he is um he is everything that you think of him and more um and you know he's counseled a lot of players that have come in here some he's reached some he hasn't reached um but uh there's no question that this this team these players, these coaches, uh, this region have been uh, much better for it than uh, after having Matthew Slater in their lives for so long. Uh, you said there were some players he couldn't reach. Is that the norm, or has that been something that's been going on maybe within the past few seasons? 
Yeah, that's the norm. I mean, you know, look, I, I've covered this league for a long time. Um, you know, teams, players, leaders, captains have their best intentions. Mm-hmm. But, you know, certain guys are just made the way they are. And they aren't going to listen to uh, certain people. You know, you get a lot more of those type of athletes now um, in sort of this age that have been growing up. And and uh, you just you're not going to be able to reach them. And, and certainly I would say there's more now, but that's not reflective on Slater or who, how the team is picking players. It's just, I think, to me, a sign of the times. Mm. Is there a play on the team now that you can see becoming that kind of voice in the locker room? If Slater is gone? <clears throat> That's a great question. Um, I mean, my hope, and I wrote this a few years ago when when it looked like Slater was winding down, but of course he didn't, um, that, and, and actually I talked to him about this, and it was sort of after Jack Easterby left as uh, whatever his title was. I forget what it was here, but, you know, sort of part chaplain, part <laughs> confidant, part, um, sounding board for the locker room. And I asked Slater if a role like that would appeal to him. And he said very much so mm. um, once his playing days are, are are over. So my hope is, and I'm sure the Crafts will do everything in their power um, to you know keep him involved with the team. And I think that would be sort of a perfect role for him. And then, you know, you don't have to worry about um, missing his leadership. But there's there's so many things that are up in the air with this, program right now um i you know i think uh those things who's going to lead as far as players i think it's way down the list they need to figure out where they're going as far as general manager and head coach and how to get this program back on track you think there's anybody else that could retire i'll just bring up david andrews uh pretty good career was really out there a team captain doing it all um do you think he's somebody that could could call it quits I would be surprised about that. He said tonight um, I, that he still has some more left in the tank, and I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I think he had an excellent season. Um, could have been his best season, especially considering what was going on around him with you know rookie guards and all sorts of people being hurt, and he plays every snap. Um, I know you know some personnel executives felt like at least entering the season or in this season that he was sort of losing a step. I didn't see that on film. I mean, maybe he's not quite the same, but he's still pretty damn good. And and to me, I see him continuing to play. If he was having any emotions, maybe he has seen the writing on the wall considering they drafted three interior offensive linemen, including uh, Jake Andrews, who is more of a center. He played guard today, but he is more of a center. Cole Strange is a possibility of, of being a center going forward. So I think he more, and he's and Andrews would be, you know, at uh, Andrews would be going into, I think it's the final year of his deal. I'm not sure if he's a free agent. I think he's going into the final year of his deal. And this would be a place where the Patriots might look to move on and, and get younger. So to me, any emotion that he showed today wasn't about the end of his playing days. It was more about the end of his Patriots playing days because I think considering the state of offensive line play around the league I think David Andrews still has more than a few uh, good years left in him. All right, one more for you. Uh, Zeke Elliott uh, needed to hit a certain amount of yards today. Came up 19 yards short to hit an incentive of $300,000. 
Uh, the Pats made good on a Lawrence guy move the other uh, just the past couple of days. You think they'll uh, think they'll uh, just because he came up short do you, or goes close enough? You think that's something that they'll honor, or he's uh, not going to get that incentive? Uh, probably. Um, you know, I I can't really say. I mean, you would hope that they would do that. I think he was he was a, a tremendous addition to this team. It's too bad they weren't good enough to really. Uh, be able to realize that on the football field, but I thought that was the it, look as far as personnel moves. That was one that Bill got right, uh, Macro got right over a lot of us who more preferred uh, Dalvin Cook, and you know perhaps you know putting a little bit more money to it. But Zeke was the much better player by far. Uh, he was he was tremendous and a professional throughout. Uh, even when the season was lost, he didn't let up, and he was great in the locker room. So. Uh, great fit here for the for the Patriots, and the, uh, I would like to see him get that incentive. But we'll have to see what happens. All right, so the season's over, four and thirteen. Um, you just said something about personnel moves. When it comes to the off season, free agency, and whatnot, I know this might be <laughs> a little bit too much to ask, but if you had to pitch two free agents why they should come to the Patriots next season, what would you tell them? <laughs> it's my. Uh... It's my pitch to every free agent if if you want free agents. Um, I have a lot of green, and I can stack it higher than anybody else. Mm, okay. And we have a lot of cap space, and hopefully we'll get more creative with our salary cap management and, and how we construct contracts to get more of a uh, bang for our buck. But, uh, yeah, that would be my pitch. I don't believe in these uh, sentimental mm-hmm. uh, pitches, Um you know, you just got to stack the Benjamins. All right. Well, uh, speaking of Benjamins, we're going to pay Greg Bedard one last hurrah before we get out of here. I was trying to sum that all up in the money there. And it's just, <laughs> I got nothing. I you got almost nothing. did it. Oh, I got, I got nothing. They, the, the, <laughs> it went under the total today, Greg, because, you know, and then the Pats didn't cover. So, you know, I thought they'd go out with a win for Bill Belichick today. and So uh, did I. The Jets and they up, screwed us again. They yep. did it. This the, the, Jets, <laughs> the Jets broke the streak. Uh, but uh, a couple of questions I do want to ask you, and then we'll we'll look ahead. We'll uh, we'll we'll play the uh, play what's ahead with Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. We'll do that on the other side here. Leroy Irvin, I'm Joe Murray. Uh, this is the Safety Insurance 98 Father Sports at Patriots Radio Network. And now a second down and 26 from the 24. An empty set. The snap to Zappi. A three-man rush. He's pressured. He loads up. He throws the ball down the middle for Rager. Intercepted. Ashton Davis reading it all the way. Has the pick. Runs it to midfield. He weaves left. Ball oh! Goes by Gesicki. And Bedard and the Patriots had an opportunity to recover. Davis. They got it back. Could not wrestle it away. Lowe saves the day for the Patriots. Oh. Shake it up. After the fumble was forced on the return by Davis. You can't be more All he's got to do is hit the turf and not risk a fumble. And the Jets win the game. That shows a poorly coached player. You pick it off. You've got the game. You take the knee. It's sloppy conditions. And no, the ego of the player takes over. Now i got to become a one-man bandit. He's looking the lateral to Sauce Gardner in the snow. Gesicki reached in. As he was looking to lateral it. What a careless play. And Vidarian low to his credit, hustling the left tackle for the Patriots and diving after the loose ball. Kasicki, man, they don't they don't play. All right, back here in the Shaws and Star Market Patriots post-game show. 
Leroy Irvin's here. I'm Joe Murray. NVIDIA Bank and Adrian Phillips, they've teamed up again for Be a Champion for a Child to benefit the Boys and Girls Club of Metro West. New England's defense forced one turnover. So NVIDIA Bank donates $1,000 to help at-risk youth and donated $18,000 this season. So NVIDIA Bank, honest to goodness, member FDIC, member DIF, 18000 from NVIDIA Bank, our friends over there. Uh, great job this season. Uh, we're joined by Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. Uh, Greg, Mac Jones was the emergency quarterback today. Uh, was this to potentially give Nathan Rourke a look? Um, or was he better in practice? What went behind that? And what do you think is the future of Mac Jones? Uh, I heard Max told us that he is going to speak tomorrow during the sort of end of end of season locker room availability uh, i did hear him over uh, overhear him talking to uh, another reporter sort of briefly and he said something along the lines of you know, it sort of is what it is and that he didn't get many reps this week i think to me it was about just uh you know making sure he's healthy to for a possible trade at some point um sort of pointless to throw him into a game like that. And uh, so that's sort of my opinion on that. Mm. Obviously, Belichick is a part of that tomorrow morning, too. Um, I know it's the norm to have these after the season, but do you expect anything uh, different from Belichick tomorrow morning? No, I think it'll be similar to sort of other seasons where they've come up short. Um, I would be surprised if it's, if he just says, you know, I've decided to retire or uh, I've decided to uh, that this was my final season coaching the Patriots. I'm still open to coaching elsewhere. But, um, you know, as of right now, I am retiring as New England Patriots coach. I would be completely shocked mm. if something like that happens. I think it'll be um, similar. He'll, you know, talk about, I'm sure, He'll, there'll be some excuse making and things like that. He might be giving his press conference for a party of two, as in Robert and Jonathan Kraft. But outside of that, I think it'll be similar to other losing seasons when he's uh, talked after. Just one more follow-up on Mac Jones. Uh, there was a report today that the Jets are going to try to trade Zach Wilson. Um, is Is Mac Jones more of an asset as a part of the Patriots next year or – just an asset of maybe moving on so he can try to get a, uh, you know go somewhere else. Um, it's a good question. I mean, I I just think, look, it it, it wasn't a successful run here for a variety of reasons. I still think Mac Jones is a good quarterback, capable of being a good starting quarterback in this league in the right situation on the right team. Uh, this team is not going to be that um, probably for a while, and. Um, you know, he's the, the the team that he would go to would still have contract control for a year. I, I would like to see him traded as soon as possible uh, just to sort of move on from that. It probably won't happen until the draft or even during the draft. But, I, you know, I mean, with a lot of these questions, we're going to have to see who's making the decisions. Um, and what do they think about Mac Jones? Is it Bill Belichick? Is it, you know, somebody else? Is it Elliot Wolf? Is it somebody from the outside? Is it Mike Vrabel? Is it Gerard Mayo? Um, we'll have to see. Hey, real quick, uh, when it comes to Mac Jones, are you hearing anything from, or 
Yeah, hearing anything with other teams, are they looking at Mac Jones as someone that they could work with, or is he perceived as a broken quarterback like the way we look at him here? Uh, I, you know, from my conversations over the course of the season, um, the opinion of him has been, you know, pretty good outside of New England. And, uh, they think he was a good quarterback. Um, they think that he, he did a really nice job as a rookie and, um, then the Patriots kind of screwed him up. So, I mean, but I wouldn't say that there's a general consensus on that. Um, teams will get to the end of the season. Um, they'll evaluate their, t- their teams. Then they'll start looking into you know free agents and who possibly might be available in the trade. Then they'll make evaluations. But there, I mean, look, there's no question he's a dep- depressed asset at this point. And um, but you know, you're hoping that what you're hoping for in dealing a Mac Jones is you find a team that really liked him coming out of college, and they will look at his rookie season and then look at dysfunction in in New England the last two years is the reasons for his struggles and that. Uh, in that if he comes into their program, he will be much more successful. I mean, you know, I, again, I think San Francisco is the ideal spot for him. We knew, we know that Kyle Shanahan was really high on him coming out of the draft, entertained drafting him um, second overall in that draft. And uh, Sam Darnold was on a one-year deal. He will be gone. Um, To me, he would be the perfect guy to back up. Brock Purdy and you know who knows when he might get an opportunity down the road to start games if Purdy gets injured all right Greg well what are the chances Bill Belichick stays in New England there's a few reports out there that that may be the case but what would you put a percentage on it what would would be your percentage I would say that Bill Belichick being the head coach I think I I I increased my odds uh earlier in the week I was 10 to 20 percent the more people I talked to I upped it to 33 percent that's about where I am I might it might have dipped today but um I try to you know just like in evaluating teams and football players I try not to look at you know one game and I I don't think this was indicative of the coach that Bill is. Um, I don't think the situation is quite as dire as some people make it out to be. Um, you know, it, it really, to me, if I'm the crafts, it really depends on what my alternative is. If the alternative is Elliot Wolf, the GM, and Gerard Mayo's the head coach, I don't know. I'm not really interested in that. Like, but if you can go get a Mike Vrabel um, and, you know, sort of follow his cue for staffing the the coaching staff and the front office, that's more something I could get behind. All right, real quick, the Patriots season is obviously over. I'm just curious, who are you looking at to make the Super Bowl? Uh, the 49ers uh-huh. and um, who would it be in the AFC? I caught me off guard. So, uh, uh, oh, the Ravens. Uh, yeah, I mean, I. You know, part of me thinks that the Ravens are going to choke again, probably in the first round at home. Um, John Harbaugh uh, has a tendency to get tighter than Sean McDermott, which is saying a lot in these big games um, and does things stupidly, like going for all those fourth downs a few years ago. Um, But I I would have to say San Francisco and the Ravens right now are by far the favorites to me. All right, Greg, you got to watch the tape from today's game. (laughs) I have to. I have to finish. I got to finish strong. You know, just like Bill Belichick, I got to do my TPS reports. I got to grade out all the film, and then then we'll start doing season review stuff, grading all the players, um, you know, who should be back, who shouldn't be back, 
uh, rating all the units to see how far they fell this year compared to other years. So, uh, yeah, all sorts of good stuff. I can't wait to dig into that film. All right. So I know you'll be on with uh, Felger and Maz on Tuesday. And uh, you guys will will continue. This should be a very interesting uh, offseason for the Boston Sports Journal with the draft, with the next coach, potentially GM. Uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a great off season, one of the most uh, exciting off seasons for the Patriots, and uh, you guys do a great job over at the Boston Sports Journal, and we appreciate you joining us every week post game here on ninety on the uh, flagship of the New England Patriots. I appreciate you guys. Thanks all for right. having me. He's Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. Check out all his work, and uh, he's got an article up there. I was reading a little while ago about the uh, you know thinking about the future. Bill Belichick, that's what everybody wants to talk about at this point. The Sports Hub On Demand content is brought to you by Miller Lite. Tip off every Celtics game all season long with a great-tasting ice-cold Miller Lite, the original light beer. Miller Lite, official partner of the 17-time world champion Boston Celtics. When it's game time, it's Miller time, Celtics fans. The Sports Hub On Demand content is brought to you by Miller Lite. Tip off every Celtics game all season long with a great-tasting ice-cold Miller Lite, the original light beer. Miller Lite, official partner of the 17-time world champion Boston Celtics. When it's game time, it's Miller time, Celtics fans.